we're back. Hi there. Hey. And welcome to Podcast Podcast. The premier podcast of the Podcast Podcast Network. I am one of your cats. My name is Sammy B. I'm joined, as always, in the place to be with you know her, you love her, the irreplaceable, the magnificent, a hero of mine, Veronica! How'd you been, V? I've been great. I've been uh, watching the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary. Mm-hmm. I listened to half of Notorious RBG today. Very good. Uh, I'm really feeling strong. Excellent. And I'm feeling powerful. I'm feeling like an octogenarian with a goddamn harsh-ass workout routine. Uh-huh. So, you know. Classic Tuesday. That's excellent. Yeah, I watched today's Wednesday. That RBG documentary with you yesterday, and it was very good. I love Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes, I, I'm a, doing a big project for one of my classes in school this semester that's on uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and it, it's been really, uh, it's been a great opportunity to get to know her a little more. In a class, I think two semesters ago, I cited one of her dissents um, in it. Ooh, which one was it? It was on. It was on, uh, just a second. We'll edit this out. No, we won't. No, we won't. It's fine. It, you you quoted one of her dissents, and that's fine. It was on uh, voting rights in Texas. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it in Texas? It was in Texas. Okay. It was specifically in Texas. It was Texas and other places, but it was her dissent, and she had cited Texas' lack of ameliorative uh, emulative efforts at uh, voting is that Holter? disenfranchisement. Holter? I believe so. I don't know the exact case yeah. in mind. But I, I just had to cite a little bit and read a paragraph, but I actually read the entire thing and mm-hmm. could not stop reading and was just so enwrapped, um, just so captivated by it. I found it so easy to understand mm-hmm. and to read in such plain language and such a strong grasp of what was at stake in, in, a, in a way that, that, that felt really powerful. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, she was appointed as a moderate uh, Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Uh, and specifically, it was quoted like in the '80s when she was uh, just a. Uh, oh my gosh, uh, what was the court she was in the judge before? So um, she was a, Carter had appointed her to be a district court. District court, uh, thank you. I think DC, but I'm yeah, not 100%, in DC, in DC, for sure, one hundred percent. But um, but she had talked about how she would not be a person that would. Um, uh, be throwing out dissent like over and over. Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I would never want to do that. But her her life has come to a point where she sees the court going in uh, a direction that she thinks is uh, unlawful. Yes. Unconstitutional. So it's really interesting to, to kind of see that progression in her. Not that I'm seeing the progression. I mean, she was doing her thing long before I was, you know, even a thought. Well, but. she she's someone who had such a powerful vision of the future at mm-hmm. all steps and really conceptualized it, put such serious thought into it. And that's something that's so heartbreaking about the documentary is I kind of feel like <sighs> yeah. we failed her in a very specific way and that she is a vanguard of a future. Mm-hmm. She's one of those people who fought to create this future in, this, in the 70s by enshrining uh, equality for men and women for a lot and a lot of concrete ways that it wasn't before yeah. and in pioneering that and then believed that that this banner would be taken forward in, in a way that it it wasn't in, in so many ways and I, and I feel like voters who um 
who who can vote and, and choose not to or who aren't in, in, in involved in the issues out there that are so serious and so threatening have <laughs> I just I, I wish that the world she envisioned had come to pass exactly as she envisioned it and I look forward to us mm-hmm. fighting to make her vision come alive you know yeah. in the coming decades I was thinking about that today um you know just kind of listening to some stuff and I was just like imagining you know the way that I kind of see her is like on her hands and knees laying a paver sidewalk and just like going in one direction and then turning around to see that someone has just been picking up pavers right behind her and so she's only as far as you know she really was in the beginning you know nothing i mean so few rights have changed as far as gender equality goes and so it's really frustrating uh you know that watching her nomination to the Supreme Court, she talks very boldly about how she supports a woman's right to choose and how uh, she had issues with Roe v. Wade, but it was mostly because it was such a fast and hard, like, okay, we we got what we wanted. She thought that, oh, well, what should have happened was they should have laid all of this groundwork so that the Supreme Court couldn't go back on it mm. later and it couldn't right. be you know uh toppled and so she's really uh not happy with how that came about but in any event uh kind of forgot where i was going with that oh well yeah it, it's such a horror to have somebody work so hard and achieve so much mm-hmm. but then you know it's, it's such an insane horror out of a fantasy novel to have all that important life works be your own heartbeat away mm-hmm. from being evaporated yeah. That is that is a haunting and horrible fate. Ugh. So that's what I've been up to. Uh-huh. <laughs> How are you, Sam? You I'm look, doing well. You look great, as always. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I've been working hard in the last couple of days. I'm coming off of a little funk where I, I, I let myself down on some of the high standards I put for myself. Mm-hmm. When I have one of those days where I feel bad about myself and it's mostly because of not accomplishing as much as I had set out to do mm-hmm. I, I really try to take sh- stock of what I did do and if it's only 10 hours work often it's around 10 hours it's like full work day plus a little sum mm-hmm. but then not as much as I want I should be like that is some days that is you you have that and then other days you can do the more you can do, do it to the moon and back and that's great so I look back on that and like you worked a full day then a little cherry on top and occasionally that's all you can expect of yourself yeah. so i i took my several days in a row where i did not do much more than a day's work uh oftentimes i try to do a lot more both at home uh, mostly at home with family but then also for other uh, professional things that i'd like to do to, to have a, a big career someday i, I try to, to really work hard at that um so often late at night so i've been going back into doing all the things that I'd, I'd like to do lately and uh, I, I feel happier when I, when I do that much more work mm-hmm. you feel like I can't rise to doing that work but you do it and then it's not only is it easier but you're better at the re- relaxation of being present when you, when you do that yeah 100% I've got um, several episodes of my favorite TV show Grey's Anatomy kind of waiting for me and it's not that I haven't done the work that I normally do um, I'm still you know getting shit done but I haven't, like you, I just haven't felt like I'm fully present in, in that and really accomplishing uh, at a rate that I'm satisfied with. 
And so Grey's Anatomy has always been my, oh, well, when I finish all of my homework, when I do all these things, then I reward myself with an episode of Grey's. And I'm just not there yet. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, although after this week, I think I'm going, I think I'm going to be binging some Grey's. Nice. That's great. Because I've been working pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a very big week coming up this week. Yes. Coming up this weekend. Oh my god, it's going to be huge. Yeah, there's, a, there's just a lot of confluence of events. But I, I think after said. that, the, the way our stuff is paced out, it's kind of with big weeks on, big weeks off. Yeah. So ne next week we have a good time to be around. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Today I went and took the kids to go get new glasses. Yeah. So that was expensive. Um, mm -hmm. What else? Just been kind of doing a bunch of yard work really just, i did a big oh sorry didn't mean to talk over you no you're fine just prepping new beds and stuff that i want to put in so yeah i've been cooking a lot and i'm excited about some stuff that i've got ready to go oh yeah. otherwise i should put some stuff over the freezer to the fridge mm -hmm. um and cooking is something that used to give me some anxiety but but lately i feel like i'm at a place where i've really leveled up in a lot of ways and i just enjoy uh, accomplishing it uh, um and I've uh, been really doing it for fun, I think, a lot more lately. So I'm excited about that. And, oh, there was something else I was going to mention. Well, I forgot. Well, I went on a very big business trip to Boston recently. Mm -hmm. That was kind of bananas. Banana it, pancakes. Oh, my God. It's just eight hours in a conference. Like, I look back on the day. I do eight-hour stays with my hands I've had my back and my eyes blindfolded they're nothing but I'd be so wiped out because you'd be so there and then you feel like you're not getting it and you're in a room you know I'm always the smartest in the a very smart person in the room at what I'm what I'm doing but to be in a room where I really feel like underwater and behind all the time and I'm just crawling to catch up and just so busy it was it was really exhausting mm -hmm. and then there was a lot of other things that were happening at the same time too what was your favorite thing about being um, on the east coast the food was very nice. I went to a place where I had a, a extremely delicious bite to eat. I think it was called the Bitmore Bar and Grill, mm -hmm. uh, which is just a little outside of Boston. It was very nice. I ate legal seafood as well, and that was with some Bostonians who guided my menu. Mm -hmm. a little, oh, by the way, I did not like I, their fried calamari compared to some of the fried calamari that we like. Compared to BJ's fried calamari. BJ's fried calamari, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. But it is out of this world. so fucking good. It's pretty good. Mm. Ah. <laughs> okay. I think what we do is we call off the rest of this night and we go to BJ's immediately. That'd be nice. Just drag the children out of bed. <laughs> I've, had a cons I've had a little mischievous thought of trying to get you to watch Maniac with me tonight. Oh, tonight? Oh, my. Uh, sure. Oh, we do need to sleep. I do need so to sleep. much to tomorrow. But... I've got a... Oh, God. Okay. So, I was nominated, elected, and I went through this huge interview process uh, for this professional leadership organization in the community. Um and so it's like this nine-month program that you go through. I had to go to this leadership retreat and all sorts of stuff. Um, it, and it's really neat. There are a lot of really interesting people there. But uh, the biggest problem is that they want you to be ready to get on this bus because you go and you tour all of these places throughout the city um, and the community. Not even really the city, but like, you know, community type thing. So in any event... Um, 
the problem is that they want you to fucking be on the bus at like 7.45. And I'm like, bro, that's too early. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much, man. That's too much, man. Oh my God. We've got to talk about Bojack Horseman. Horseman. Uh, Spoilers. Get your fucking shit caught up. Yeah. If you enjoy television, I don't even understand how this could be a spoiler to you because the greatest season of television ever produced is now on Netflix. It's season five of Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Season five so is... So good. Uh, darkly beautiful, really captivating. Yeah. Uh, really raw, really real thing. So... If you're not mm-hmm. listening to this, watch all of Bojack Horseman. Uh, I, I've heard from some folks the very intro seems a little slow to get into. And there's one episode in season one that we skip every time we watch it. We watch it often. It's one oh, of our favorite shows. Yeah. But besides that one episode, I think everything has a lot of redeeming value, even if it's very silly yeah. in, in the early Which show. is pretty crazy, because the one episode that we always skip is one... It's a Todd episode. You okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a Todd episode, which we always really enjoy Todd a lot, yeah. but Todd just gets himself in a situation that is just goddamn asinine, and we can't. Yeah. We can't. I can't. Yeah. We yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but anyways, the show is great. This season was, was really, really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. There's one episode. I've watched it twice. I've thought about it constantly since I've seen it. Oh. Uh, it's the Free Churro episode. Oh, the Free Churro episode that is That just, so good. like, unearths shit for me. Yeah. Like, you know how you say you're in therapy or going through something therapeutic where you're thinking about the past and something comes up and then just things just start unleashed Mm -hmm. this one really did that for me there were days and days and days of me just lying in bed and just really thinking about um deep relationships i've had in the past family members and everything too and then uh, my parents complicated relationship with their parents Mm -hmm. oh i could not I would just wake up in the middle of just like my mind racing about those things. And, wow. Like I c- could not believe the things that this episode unearthed in me. And this episode was such a, I, I don't want to say it in like a, a way that says that anything is, is wrong or bad in my life. It, it isn't, but it's, there's just raw emotions that are there in a weird way. But mm-hmm. the way that some things are framed in that episode was just a knife to the heart to watch, oh, but yeah. in a cathartic and powerful way. Oh, Sam, you're making me very sad. Sam Sorry. does not cry very often, and um, so his eyes are a little bit watery right now, uh-huh. and it makes me really upset and sad. I don't like it at all. Would it, would it help please, you? Please mask okay. your emotions. Would, please. Would I'm this just... <laughs> make you feel better? If, I know you don't like this show, but this relates to Project Horse, but yeah. there's a recent episode of Hollywood Handbook Ugh, where God. the guy who plays Officer Meow Meows was in there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was... So fucking funny. <laughs> oh my god. That's he, hilarious. He talked about hating being uh, pigeonholed into a role of a cop all the time. <laughs> and then went on to basically become Officer Meow Meows in the episode for a second. It yeah, was 100%. That's hilarious. Okay, so one of the things that Sam really got grossed out about in the season of Bojack Horseman is a, I think it's a lighting person. Or oh, a, li- the snake. a lighting snake. I didn't even snake. think about that. Yeah. So, if you watch Bojack Horseman, pay attention to um, the set and the. Please stop bouncing off my 
I'll try. I'm so sorry. Um, the snake or whatever, I, I don't know what, he might he's be a the mic. He's, he's a, a boom, boom operator. Boom operator. He's got the big microphone wrapped there around his go. stupid head, and he's got these arms, <laughs> and he's got this coffee. And Veronica was really grossed out by snakes IRL, and I borderline like them most of the time. <laughs> Excuse me while I divorce you? <laughs> what? Compelling and just interesting and compelling yeah. for animals they're just fun i think most of the time fun you're so you're so horrified by me but i will say this snake helped me get it a little bit more because this snake peeved me out or not peeved, skeeved me out it was like fucking creepy because you're you're happy now <laughs> because you're like now he gets it oh no i just went to a moment where i got really scared oh Go i'm ahead. sorry no 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 i i'm gonna tell you about it here in a sec okay yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, all the animals in BoJack Horseman are anthropomorphized to mm-hmm. to be and operate a little bit more like people. Even though BoJack Horseman weighs twelve hundred pounds, and some people can fly and swim. Yeah, but he weighs twelve hundred pounds and has sex on top on top of, of women, women like and, human women. Yeah, one, like bullshit. I was gonna say one time a cat, as if that's lighter, but Princess Caroline is huge compared to people. Because yeah. a lot of times the animals are just a little bit bigger than the people. And that doesn't come into play most of the time, but if you see Princess Caroline right next to a person, you're used to seeing her kind of as a person. Mm-hmm. You pause it and think of that thing as a, a, a person as a different species, and you're like, God damn, that's terrifying. She's fucking huge. Yeah. It's like a cat with like claws and everything, mm-hmm. and like huge fangs and everything like that. Too. That wants your baby? That would be... <laughs> <laughs> just the physicality <laughs> of some of the characters would be horrifying. Yeah horrifying. <laughs> 100%. I would not want to be in that world. Whenever Princess Caroline kind of looms over someone, which is rare, but whenever it does happen, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Are you sure you're not like, fish? <laughs> oh, fish. <laughs> We're getting distracted. The snake is crazy because he's holding everything with his neck, but he also has hands. I don't know if he has hands. See, this is where, this this is is a, where we... This is a little thing. We diverge here. Yeah. I think he just wears a coat. Yeah. Which... I don't know if it makes it better that I think he has shoulders to hold up a coat. <laughs> yeah, Veronica believes that he's holding the boom in the way that he holds things with his neck like a snake. Mm-hmm. But that the coffee holding hands are just prosthetics to help him uh, uh, be more like the, the folks that are on set. I don't think there's hands, but yeah. Well, I mean, the prosthet- there is prosthetic hands. There oh, are for right, sure. right, 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 right. Yes, but you know, you, the debate is whether or not those are real hands. I don't even think it's that much of a debate. I, I kind of tend to believe that, too. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I was planting... Have you ever... Okay, first of all, have you ever seen the movie Tremors? No. Okay. Um, do you know of the actor Kevin Bacon? Yes. Okay. So uh, back You know, in... I've got a connection to a connection to a connection to oh, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> um, so... Back in, I think it's like the the nineties or something. Like back Kevin, in the nineties, I was in on a, a very famous TV show. show. Oh, don't act like you don't know. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin Bacon is in this movie uh, called Trimmers. Okay. Trimmers is essentially about this town, kind of like a little deserty looking town. And what happens are these giant, like, uh, puddlefoot-looking worms. Puddlefoot uh-huh. are the worms, right? Yes. Uh, puddlefoot's coming out of the goddamn earth and snatching people into the earth. And they hear, you know, based on this, like, uh, movement or whatever. So in any event, that's what it is, right? Okay. Worms come out of yeah. the fucking thing. I am 
planting some ornamental grasses. Uh-huh. Okay. So an ornamental grass, for those of you that don't know, is uh, a plant. So it comes in a pot like a plant, but it has a good, like, maybe three or four feet of long, stringy grass. So you hold it up from the top, and it looks kind of like troll doll hair, okay? So I am getting the soil ready. I put the plant in, and then I go to, you know, settle it in. Well, I'm like, oh, I don't like how that looks. So I pull it up, but I don't realize that I have buried some of the strands of this grass hair. And I put, the plant is out of its hole. I'm pulling it out and I see like movement in the hole. And I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> there's a goddamn snake in here. And so I start pulling the grass away even faster. And then it's like all whipping around. I'm like, oh my God, it's tremors. And I fucking like get halfway across the fucking yard until I realize like, oh, it, oh, it must be plant and so i recreate the entire thing and i'm like okay good it's not tremors it's gonna be <laughs> fine everything's good you're gonna be tremored yeah 100 percent uh i was very scared about the whole thing i can't believe that i have a seen all of tremors b seen tremors multiple times because it's terrifying so this isn't directly related and i'm very sorry that you have that scary experience oh okay yeah. but at work, I listen to podcasts and I kind of halfway listen to podcasts because I'm mostly working, but I just mm-hmm. like to have a lot of voices on constantly mm-hmm. all the time to go inside. I think so. that listeners of this podcast would really get that, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of this pad called podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> so I, when I start my day, I put in several podcasts, and they're not going to be the things I directly listen to and I want to really follow track closely. So they're sort of things that can just kind of have on there. So there's a lot of new stuff in 2018, which is dizzying and, and just strange. But there's a lot of other stuff that are just nonsense. Like Hollywood Handbook's in there oftentimes, so I don't need to listen to it, but it's just there. Super Ego's there a lot. Meet My Friends the Friends is there sometimes. If you're listening to all of those, something they have in common is they're just nonsensical with their sense of like self and just the sanity thread the between news? them. is really Yes, I would say yeah. like that too. But all of those... <laughs> take it together you listen to them are just dizzying with just the goddamn vomiting of nonsense into mm-hmm. the world and i get through listening to it i'm just like which way is up it's crazy anyways that was your segue from tremors yeah all right bye everyone <laughs> goodbye just kidding we can i'm tired you are tired. I can tell that now. <laughs> <laughs> so watch Bojack Horseman. Oh, horseman. <laughs> Wild horses. What? We'll ride them someday. Uh, so watch Bojack Horseman and let us know what you think about season five, especially. Yeah, let us know what you think about season five. We're really going to find this audio from GeeklyCon one day. Oh, 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 and there's something to do. Beto O'Rourke gets the podcast bump. Oh, yeah, Beto. Let's go, Beto. Beto.